Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. How have you been coping personally uh, with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter, who's the focus of a House Oversight Committee hearing, holding him in contempt, obsessing over him, showing pictures of him during vulnerable moments in his battle with addiction on the floor of the House? This would crush any family. Mika, I, I think what they are doing to Hunter is cruel. And I'm really proud of um, how Hunter has rebuilt his life uh, after addiction. You know, I'm, I love my son, and it's, had, it's hurt my grandchildren. And that's what I'm so concerned about, that it's affecting their lives as well. All right, welcome back on this Friday. <laughs> it hurt her grandchildren. Which grandchildren? Uh, are we talking about the one that... Uh, Hunter Biden doesn't even acknowledge that he wants nothing to do with, that Joe Biden wants nothing to do with. Are we talking about that grandchild? I'm not really sure which one we're talking about here. Uh, (laughs) Joe Biden's doing, I guess, what you would expect any mother to do. Uh, But, you know, her son did it to himself. And you guys choosing to be uh, in the public eye have done this to yourself. If your son was clean and he didn't have any problems... And he wasn't involved in all of the dirty dealings with China and Ukraine, and it wasn't linked to Joe Biden, then we wouldn't be talking about your son. Or we wouldn't be exposing your son. If your son had any sense at all, or, or had somebody that was with him that had any sense at all, uh, they would have taken his phone or camera or whatever the hell he recorded on away from him uh, and said, you'll get this only when we are together, when you're out and about. After that, you're not allowed to have this because you have this tendency to want to record every little piece of your life. <laughs> your vulnerable moments. You know, those moments where you're uh, you know, smoking crack, smoking crack rock and when you're uh, uh, with... Yeah, multiple different prostitutes throughout time. Uh, I, I just think it's comical that they're trying to defend this. Notice that the media didn't obviously allow Trump or any of his family members, really, uh, unless it was a right-wing site, to defend themselves and any of the accusations that were made about them, which they didn't have all the different uh, photo evidence, video evidence. Uh, they didn't have some dummy leave a laptop somewhere in public or multiple laptops in public where they could be found and all this information is stored on because you definitely uh, were smoking something, uh, leaving all that around. Uh, but I just think it's comical. And all this is, really, they're doing the best they can to protect Joe. This has nothing to do with Hunter. I'm sure that they'll feed Hunter to the wolves if they need to. I don't see Jill and Joe as these these loving parents that would do anything for their children. I think that their their children are a result of the way that they actually raise them and the way they are. I think they're a reflection of the pieces of trash they were raised by, to be honest with you. You know, most kids, if you come up, and I'm not saying all kids, 
And this is excluding people that unfortunately uh, make a poor decision and get hooked on something because I've known quite a few different drug addicts in my time and we've had some in the family and everything. And just because you're strung out on drugs doesn't mean you're a bad person. I've known a lot of them that are really good people that destroy themselves. This guy is not a good person. This guy's a scumbag and he destroys himself and other people. And generally, the people that I know, they have loving parents and good families, and they're good people. They just hurt themselves, and we all watch you know, the, the destruction to themselves and try to do anything you can to help them and stop them. Uh, but this guy, he's probably a reflection of the way his parents were. His parents were probably pieces of crap to him growing up. I mean, if you look at Joe Biden's career alone, you already know he's a, a lion uh, his phrase, lion, uh, dog, uh, no lion, dog face, pony soldier, or whatever the hell he calls them, <laughs> which I think most people are still trying to figure out what the hell that means. But, uh, we already know he's a liar since the beginning of time. He's getting caught in so many different lies. Uh, you know that he's a racist. I don't care what anybody says. You know, the guy's racist, the comments that he makes, uh, if you're not, uh, you know, uh, part of the KKK, which is, he was hanging out with people that were part of the KKK. Uh, you had, at a minimum, you have a lot of prejudice, uh, prejudice in you and you're uh, and whatnot, but he's definitely a racist with the comments that he's made. And Hunter is a product of that. I mean, you see his daughter's diary with dad showering with a 14, his, his, uh, teenage, uh, daughter in the shower. I mean, I don't even know, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to leave that alone because I don't even know the, what how you don't go to jail for that. But anyways, uh, I thought we'd bring that up. And, and all this isn't like to protect Hunter because of the political stunt that he pulled yesterday. And I would like to say, if you were one of the first, I think, 20 people, let's say, that listened to my download before, you may have gone back if you did and saw that it was edited. Uh, I would like to say, I somebody pointed out to me very, very early in the morning, uh, that I was, eh, I don't, let me, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit here. I don't generally go back and listen to my podcast after I say what I got to say. Uh, I, I'll clean up the, the beginnings and the end. I'll add your, your, uh, the, the, the intro, the outro. Um, only if I know that I screwed something up while I'm doing it, will I stop and, 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 uh, correct that and then re-record. Um, but for the most part, what you hear is what you get. I, I try not to do, I try to do as little editing as possible. Um, that being said, uh, the, one of the main reasons I don't listen to my podcast, cause if I listen to myself, I'm probably the most critical person in the world of myself. I'll listen to it and I'll probably junk the whole thing and do it all over again. And that would be over and over and over <laughs> and you'd never get an episode. And I would have been frustrated and quit by now. So, uh, I yesterday about talking about Hunter Biden, uh, I, the way I, I phrased everything was 100% my, my error and incorrect, uh, because what I was saying in which I had to, re, to remove it, um, I was talking about, uh, you know, him in the beginning there, as far as uh, not following a subpoena and what I, where I, what it sounded, what I said it like, not sound like, what I said it like in the way that you would hear it, interpret it, was that he was actually there taking questions from people, and he was not. He he did a political stunt, showed up, and left. Um, what I was meaning to say or should have said was if he was sitting there taking questions, 
it would be softball questions from his side, and then you get somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene that ramps up to ask him questions, and he gets up and walks out. It's if she was going to question him, he couldn't handle the questions. Anyways, it was pretty much a train wreck. If you didn't hear it, I'm I'm happy for it because it was. I think it was. I want to say maybe 16 downloads uh, by the time I caught. By the time somebody let me know, and it was like. 6 30 7 o'clock in the morning it was early um I, I pulled it offline uh went back in and i was going to re-record it but i didn't re-record it i just kind of cut those pieces out uh, because there were errors i didn't didn't phrase it correctly so that's all on me so if you heard that uh as a correction obviously no he did not testify he showed up uh to to uh listen i guess what they have to say about his contempt stuff uh, it was a big political stunt. He didn't follow the subpoena, but obviously there was no questions. He did leave the room when Marjorie Taylor Greene was going to uh, speak about him. And she, I guess she, like she said, he was such a coward he couldn't face her words. So I wanted to clear that up. So if you did hear, if you were one of the people that heard the early one, if you go back now, you'll see what I cut back out of it. Uh, but if you did not, then this conversation doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you know, you got to, you got to, when you make a mistake, you definitely got to say something. And I'm glad that. I at least have enough people that are willing to reach out to me to say, hey, man, uh, you might want to listen to that because Hunter didn't take any questions. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, I know he didn't take any questions. Why is he sending that to me? And then when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I screwed a pooch on that deal. So <laughs> let me change that real quick and, and and pull it offline and then resubmit it. So that's what happened there. So I just wanted to throw that out there. All right, go. Now in the new fiscal year, I know that we're all recovering from Christmas and on just Christmas was uh, probably, if you're a young family and you got young kids, um, especially depending on how many kids you have, uh, Christmas gets pretty expensive pretty fast. Because even just basic toys, you want to get them, you know, a few things. And, and uh, we, we actually have a certain amount of gifts that we buy the kids and everybody is equal unless the bigger kids really want something large. Uh, in which case they understand that kind of offsets the amount of gifts because, you know, everybody's on a budget. So, uh, but even that, even that being said, if you bought your kids, you know, five or six gifts for Christmas each, you know, depending on how many kids you have, you're going to spend, you know, if you're lucky and, you know, kids want things not based on what they cost. They want things based on what they want. So sometimes it's something silly and you're like, Hey, that works for me. It's cheap. And then other times it's like, good Lord, man, why'd you pick the most expensive thing in the toy aisle? <laughs> and it not, it ain't working too good. Uh, anyways, uh, Christmas can get expensive. Uh, so I know that everybody spent a lot. Uh, what's probably not helping us is that coming out of Christmas, you feel like you get a little breather, a little bit of a break. Well, uh, the C consumer price index uh, the Labor Department board, uh, a broad measurement of what consumers pay for goods and services, rose by 3.4% in December from earlier in the year. So inflation has accelerated more or accelerated more in December, uh, marking the 33rd consecutive month with annual price raising significantly faster than 2% target seen uh, by a healthy economy that the Federal Reserve and everybody tries to keep it at around 2% because that's healthy growth. Uh, so our inflation is back on the table and heating back up. And of course, it happened in a month where we're all shopping and trying to afford buying everybody gifts because whether your mom or dad or your grandma or grandpa 
you know, you want to buy some stuff for the kids and the kids have a lot of fun because it just brings you joy watching them tear it open. And they're so excited and, you know, they go play with their toys and then you go sit on the couch and try to figure out how you're going to buy groceries for the next week. <laughs> Anyways, it's a good moment. One way or the other, you know, you got to sacrifice some things. In my case, I could definitely sacrifice some food. I don't think, uh, I don't think my body would, uh, miss anything. My stomach might shrink a little bit. It might be a good thing. Uh, Compared to the prior month in, in November, the CPI was up by 0.3%, uh, an acceleration um, from the gain of 0.2% in November and faster than the 0.2% forecast. The consumer inflation hit its record peak of 9.2% back in June of 2022 and has since uh, retreated as the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates and pretty much and pretty much destroyed anybody's hopes of getting any type of a decent loan on anything. Um, they were hoping that they reined in the spending at that point. They were reining in some of Biden's reckless spending, but they're continuing to spend. Um, the Department of Labor said that the increase of housing costs contributed to over half of the monthly increase. The energy index rose by 0.4% over a uh, month over month. Uh, and it driven higher by electricity and gasoline prices, which is interesting that they would say that because if you've been watching gas, Biden's been trying to offset the cost of gas because we're going into an election year to try to make it look like things aren't as bad as they actually are. So gas prices, they've been kind of bouncing around, but they haven't gotten to the levels that they were at you know, a year and a half ago when we were at close to $5 a gallon, at least down here. And I'm sure in most states you were at $5 plus for regular gas, which is beyond stupid. Uh, food, food prices rose again in December. Grocery prices rose by about 0.1% while prices for dining out rose by 0.3%. Again, it's already, it, they've already risen. The cost continues to go up. Whether it's whether it's gas or energy or food or whatever uh, you're consuming there, everything is going up. So in total, you're feeling it everywhere. It's not just like, well, one thing's going up, so I could try to avoid it as much as possible, but everything else is okay. It's just everything around you is consistently increasing, especially if you're trying to purchase a used vehicle, because that's a disaster in itself. This is not going to help any of us, but this is also not going to help Biden's uh, re-election you know, uh, odds. It, this is going to hurt them. The border's already hurting them. This is going to hurt them more because people are feeling the pain. Inflation's back on the table, and if they continue to pass large spending bills, um, which they're trying to get through right now in the Senate, and there's some talk about potentially uh, the House not passing it, which would be good, the spending bill, because it's it's ridiculous. It doesn't address the border. It's heavier than Nancy Pelosi's bill. Uh, I mean, more expensive than Nancy Pelosi's bill. It, it, it's it's terrible. It's terrible, the package they're putting together. It needs to fail. I mean, they need to put together something real, something true, something that's actually going to help us. And until they can bring that to the table, I don't think they should pass anything. Uh, but since they're trying to continue to spend, inflation is going to continue to go up, and it's not going to look good for Biden. It's going to hurt Biden's reelection chances. You know, he he's is uh, as far as being, uh, I mean, as far as his approval rating, his approval rating's pretty low. And if you look at where his approval rating is versus Trump's approval rating at the same time going into the last election, Biden is actually five percent less than Trump was. 
So that and Trump didn't get reelected. Now I know. Listen, where we can argue all day long, and, and uh, more than likely we're not going to argue. We're probably in agreement that there were problems with the 2020 election. However, the point is, Trump didn't win re-election. Historically, most presidents, when their approval rating is that low, even if they are an incumbent, struggle to be reelected because uh, their the their uh, percentages are so low. Uh, and Biden is worse off right now, today, the same time that Trump was going into the 2020 election. Good for us, you know, in general, it's good for us because that only helps us hopefully uh, win the game that we're playing right now. But we got to, you know, we got we got a long way to go still. People, you know, it's month to month, everybody's feelings change and approval ratings change and fluctuate. But he ain't looking so hot right now. We'll see as time goes on. Uh, inflation, on the other hand, is killing everybody. Uh, me, in particular, looking for vehicles and stuff. The cost of vehicles are literally insane. And I ain't even talking about new vehicles. I'm talking about used vehicles. You know, I could care less about a new vehicle. I would never purchase one. The, the cost of a new vehicle is unbelievable. Uh, a buddy of mine, he buys new all the time. Uh, and I guess we're at a point in time in society where you can't even go in there and negotiate the prices of vehicles anymore. Whatever the sticker price is, is just what it is. And they're not going to budge and they're not going to uh, uh, give any on it. Basically, you got to try to find somebody that doesn't have dealer fees and whatever and try to work it out the best way you can there. So it cuts some of the cost. But whatever they're asking for is what you're paying nowadays, which is insane to me. You know, you, you used to be able to go and negotiate at a dealership for a used car, for a new car. Uh, and you know, you're you going to go in there and you're going to hit them with the low blow and hit them with a super low number. And then you guys are going to play the game and it's back and forth, back and forth till you come to a number you both agree on. And they feel like they win by bringing you back up. And you feel like you win because you brought them down a little bit. And there's, you know, that, that happy uh, middle there that uh, everybody used to be able to find. Uh, not so much anymore, but inflation is definitely killing all of us. Uh, so, if the only positive that comes out of inflation is it hurts Biden's chance for re-election and we can get him out of office and get somebody in there that's going to start uh, fixing, fixing the cor- course correcting and fixing the, the uh, United States back up, and then you know, I'll, take it for, I'll, I'll take the pain for a little bit longer. John Castro, who fought to keep Trump off of the ballot, has been arrested on federal char- uh, charges for uh, taxes. Uh, John Anthony Castro was indicted last week on 33 counts of aiding in preparation of false tax returns. Uh, Prosecutors claimed that he ran a a virtual tax preparation business that provided customers with tax returns beyond what they were actually owed, defrauding the government. Big surprise, right? (laughs) Here's a guy trying to keep somebody that had some of the best tax cuts of any president that we've seen that did such a, a great job that benefited all of us trying to keep him off the ballot while you're over there hustling the system. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how these people are, isn't it? <laughs> you're over here gaming the system. You're breaking the law. You're gaming the system. You're stealing from the federal government. And yet you want to keep a guy who was trying to do the best that he could for everybody off the ballot. Well, that's how these type of people are. In a court decision, prosecutors allege Castro would promise a significantly higher refund than taxpayers could receive from other pre- uh, preparers. And then in many cases, had the nerve to offer to split the additional refund with the taxpayers. <laughs> this guy's a crook, man. This, guy, this guy's a big time crook. 
Um, in order to achieve these large refunds, Castro generated false deductions that were not based in fact and which would uh, which were submitted without the taxpayer's knowledge, is what the prosecutor said. Police officers reported that Castro, in an undercover sting by posing as a customer for his tax service, Castro allegedly po- promised him a $6,000 tax return, while a reputable tax pre- uh, preparer offered him $373. So, <laughs> this guy ain't playing, man. I guess when you go and they're telling you you're getting back 300 bucks, and he says, I get you 6000 split it with me, you're probably thinking to yourself, all right, man, if you can do it, you know, you, it's your reputation, not mine. Uh, but I doubt that he's going to go to war for you either. Uh, Castro, a long shot of twenty, uh, a long shot in the twenty twenty four GOP president as a presidential candidate, um, filed as many as twenty seven legal legal challenges to Trump being on the ballot in twenty seven states, citing the Fourteenth Amendment. Uh, he was indicted on the same day that his ballot challenge in New Hampshire was dismissed. His attempt has also been thrown out of Florida, most recently in Nevada, uh, which just happened on Tuesday. While multiple 14th Amendment suits remain pending, uh, none have gained any significant traction uh, and doesn't look like they're going to go anywhere. Castro told the outlet that the case against him is politically motivated, adding that his firm paid back $700,000 to the IRS in 2021 to resolve any discrepancies. Well, okay, well, if you're paying them back, then obviously you did something wrong. <laughs> obviously, uh, what whatever you were doing wasn't right. And and the big problem with that is, is who do they come after? Did they only come after you? Uh, more than likely not, because if you give people $3,000, most people probably have already spent it. In which case, the IRS is going to say, hey, you know, yes, he did this. Yes, we're going to prosecute him legally, but probably are going to tell you we, we need our money back. So if they can't get out of him, are they going to get it out of you? I mean, I'm no expert, but I would assume they're not going to just let you keep the money. They're coming to get their money. They're not just letting you get a freebie. Uncle Sam ain't, well... Now, let me let me not say that because the with the Biden administration, there's a lot of freebies. But the IRS ain't trying to give you no freebies. Okay, so, um, Castro did end up saying that he doesn't care if they offered him one day probation and a slap on the wrist in exchange for a guilty plea. Uh, he said this is going to he's taking it to trial. He said he's he's going to convince all 12 jurors that he is 100 percent innocent and that this is political retaliation. I mean, I, I don't see that. Uh, I mean, if you're doing what they are accusing him of doing, I don't see that as political retaliation. I see it as you're a, a shady shyster of a businessman and uh, you were trying to figure out a get rich quick scheme, thought that you could. Uh, um, thought you could beat the system and, uh, that's it. And you, and you got to pay the price for it. And of course it's somebody that's a never Trumper, you know, it's somebody that wants Trump off the ballot shocker there too. You know, that he's the one game in the system, the very one he's trying to get into. He's the same one that's pipping the system out like most of them do in Congress. All right, with that being said, that does it for me on this Friday. God bless everybody. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and we will certainly do it again on Monday. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.